Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing on this wonderful day? It's Tuesday, and uh, this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. I do this every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day today. So, I usually pick on single topic items, and I've got the topic for today. I talk to a lot of people all day long and, and, you know, I really, really strive for owners to be more knowledgeable, owners to be successful, help owners as much as I can. I really work hard on breaking through all the nonsense that's out there and it's getting worse and worse. And I, I say this every show, but We're seeing more and more owners struggling. I talked about that a lot yesterday. We're seeing more and more owners being successful as well. There's forces out there that just don't want you to be successful. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that there are actually people in this industry that don't want you to be successful they don't want to see you win they actually want you to struggle with your dog they want you to be dependent um, on them and not dependent on yourself and this is a cross-section of what's going on in this country today is being dependent on others instead of yourself and it wasn't like this before we were dependent on ourselves we took care of ourselves we took care of our family We were the providers. We didn't have to rely on others. And now we've gotten a situation where people are even afraid to make a move. And it's crossed into the dog training industry in rapid force. Where we rely on everybody else. And we are so afraid of making our own decisions. We've lost common sense. We've lost so much. I spoke to somebody yesterday. I do a lot of online consults. And I message a lot of people. They message me. And it reminded me of the concept, which we talk about a lot, challenging dogs, hard, we call them hard dogs. That doesn't mean they're hard to train. We can train them, but they're hard for owners. So if you've got a hard dog and you are a soft owner, meaning you are afraid to put down boundaries, you are afraid to put down structure, you are afraid, definitely afraid, to levy a meaningful consequence. You're going to lose. You will lose. It's guaranteed you will lose. That dog will be gone. Your life will suck. Combination of both or one or the other. And it can be easily flipped around 
if you change your whole attitude. And that doesn't mean you're taking away any happiness from you or happiness from the dog. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They are afraid of that. Nobody got a dog to be a badass. We got a dog to love. We got a dog to enjoy. We got a dog to do things with. We got a dog to bring us happiness. I'm right there with you. But that is not what is happening today. Now, of course, there are many, many, many millions of dogs that are that are that are fulfilling those needs with owners that are that are maybe not as firm. And firmness has turned into like a bad word. Dominance. We can go through the whole male patriarchy bullshit that's going on right now. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's intertwined. It really, really is. God forbid you are, have structure in your life with your dog. God forbid you put down rules with your dog. You are, oh my God, you're so dominating. Like they want us to be weak. They want us to be weak owners. So the person that I was speaking with yesterday, they have a client that has a Great Pyrenees German Shepherd wolf dog, like one dog. That's the mix. Great Pyrenees, which is a killer of wildlife and can kill a human. A German Shepherd, which is protection and a wolf, which is primal and kills. With a first-time dog owner that is soft. And they are losing, and they will continue to lose. They will not win. It's guaranteed. No matter what they train that dog, on obedience, no matter how much time they spend with that dog, doing all the stuff that everybody's, like building the relationship, they will not win. That dog will end up dead or out of that house. I can guarantee it. Now with the trainer, the dog is fine. And it's not because the trainer is a magician. It's not because the trainer is mean. It's because the dog respects the trainer. Why does the dog respect the trainer? Because the trainer has set down some basic ground rules. That's it. That's all they've done. It's not about obedience. It's not about what the dog learns as far as like, Obedience commands. Obedience has nothing to do with it. You can go to as many obedience classes as you want, and it won't change the dynamic. The dog doesn't even have to be obedient. 
they just have to have structure, rules, and an attitude that's you're not going to be fucking about. I'm not putting up with this shit. And you don't need to yell. You don't need to scream. It's a dog. These are really simple concepts. You know, last night I went to check out a jiu-jitsu class, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for Angelo, because he's interested in that. So we went there. It's about 25 minutes away. And you never know with all these martial arts classes, you never know what the coaches are going to be like, the instructors are going to be like, what the attitude of the place is. And this was nice. He ran the class with love, compassion, but he was demanding. These are, these are young children. And there's one thing that I really liked about this guy. I, I liked the numerous things, but I really liked that he's on the mat. He's probably a savage, but with these kids, he was fair, firm, humorous, gentle, and loving. And there's one thing he said that convinced me that he was the right guy. He said when he was, after they were doing their warm-up drills and they were practicing their moves, he said, there should be no talking. If I hear talking, you're up against the wall, meaning I'm pulling you off the mat and you have to stand up against the wall and watch the class. If I hear talking, I will pull you out and you will be up against the wall and you will observe instead of participate. And guess what? Not a kid made a peep. There was about 30 kids in this class. Not one kid made a peep. He didn't yell it. He just said it. And you know what? The kids believed him and there was no talking. He was believable. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. But you know what he's probably done in previous classes? If you were talking, he said, up against the wall. You don't have to, like, it's not, you're, you're not with your head leaning on the wall like some punishment, you know, some sitting in the corner. It's just like, you're not going to participate. These are the rules. If you can't follow this basic rule, then you can't participate in my class. It's a simple rule. Work, shut your mouth. And he said it with a smile on his face. And I'm like, wow, this is the right place for me. Because he wants these kids to learn. And he's teaching them discipline. And he's teaching them that his class is not a place to fuck about. It's a place to work and learn. And learn discipline. And that little simple thing kept all these kids working. One instructor, 30 kids. Kept them all working. And he was not a drill sergeant. The farthest thing from a drill sergeant. The farthest thing. Kids were learning. They were enjoying themselves. 
but they knew there was rules. Is that dominating? Is that too forceful? No. Not at all. So we're probably going to go back tonight and join. So when you have a dog that is challenging, look within yourself. Look within yourself. And most likely, you are not communicating with that dog that what they are doing is not acceptable. But you have to do it in a way where the dog understands. You have to do it in a way where the dog understands. And that's what people need to learn. And that is what we teach. And thousands of other dog trainers teach that as well. Now, obviously, you'd want to still obedience train the dog. Obviously, you want to stop all the unwanted behaviors. But the biggest thing is you want to be believable to the dog. And that's by following through. That's by gentle firmness. Once in a while, you might have to be non-gentle firm, but you're not mad. You're not angry. That's the thing that people just don't understand. They think that you're like being mean. I mean, people in general think in obedience, if you train your dog and it's obedience, you're being mean. Like people actually think that. They actually think that. And that is where owners will lose. First of all, who adopted this dog to this owner? And the owner is working with other trainers for a while. And this trainer that contacted me, they're like, obviously it's not working. So think about this. This owner is failing with other trainers. This trainer can be successful, but the owner is hesitant of working with this trainer. Why? Why do you want to struggle for so long? Why? Are you afraid? Are you afraid that you will destroy the relationship with your dog? The relationship, newsflash, the relationship with your dog is, it sucks already. Maybe it meets your emotional needs for an hour, two hours a day. Let me give you an example. Text. I'm down to one dog. I've had up to 12. I'm down to one. 
Joel has one. So I've got two dogs right now in front of me. Tex sleeps in my bed. I put a blanket down at the end of the bed and he sleeps there. I've never let dogs sleep in my bed before. Never. Down to one dog, I let him sleep in my bed. He's my Malinois. Now, many people who have dogs that are resource guarders, human aggressive, dog aggressive, don't listen to them, any obedience commands, blow off recall, go nuts at the door, jump all over people, let their dog sleep in the bed. And they will often tell you, but when he sleeps in the bed, he's so good. Bingo. So the dog is meeting your emotional needs, but that's it. That is all. The rest of your life sucks. Leash reactivity, going after dogs, lunging at people, snapping at people, not listening to commands, no respect. Of course the dog is going to be good in your bed. Some dogs are not. Some dogs are in the owner's beds, and if somebody walks in the room, they guard. That's even a bigger problem. Which can be easily fixed, by the way. So, if you need help, there are people out there that will help you. The first thing I would suggest is structure. A routine. And then learn how to stop unwanted behaviors. That's the first thing I would learn, even before obedience, is how to stop unwanted behaviors, which takes seconds. And then you can start, then you can start working on your obedience. We're talking about like on Monday you do this and on Tuesday you do this. But if you're gonna get one of these big, powerful breeds. You shouldn't be a first-time dog owner, but even if you are, you need to understand what it's going to take to be successful. So what do you do? Firmer leash pops, corrections, stopping unwanted behaviors. And if you don't know how to do it, we, along with thousands of other dog trainers, have that information and how to do it. We're not magicians. We just have a, we just have a base of knowledge that we practice and most of us share. But we're starting to go down this rabbit hole of putting any type of boundaries, any type of rules into effect is bad. It is bad. People are parroting constantly that all you need is, even someone did this with Cora. 
Cora is the spaniel that has bitten over a dozen people, attacked dogs, and we did a video of Cora in the crate growling. And somebody made a comment saying, time and lots of human love is the answer. And I responded, I'm like, you're wrong. I was respectful. I forgot what I wrote, but I'm like, pretty much you're wrong. You're the farthest thing from wrong. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you think time and love is going to stop a dog from biting? Never. It has not been done. Structure, consequences, boundary, proactive training, stopping unwanted behaviors, learning how to shut down aggression, advocating for the dog. Love will come, but love ain't going to fix that. People that think that, you know, love and affection fixes problems, no. No. Nope. So if you are struggling with your dog, but your dog trainer is not, you'd think you would want to know why. What are they doing? And it's done in front of you. What is different? You're watching it happen in real time. Why? 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 Why does the dog look at the trainer, or not even just the trainer, someone else in your family? Why are they believable to the dog, but not believable to you? Find out why, and then change, and then duplicate what the successful person is doing. Isn't that how we get results in life? Who's successful? How do they do it? And maybe we should learn from them. And what I see is I see a world where these concepts on the human spectrum and the dog spectrum are being shut down. Where we are just giving freedom to everybody. You can do whatever you want. I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in our cities being destroyed our school system being destroyed, workplaces being destroyed, families being destroyed. And our industry of dog training is being destroyed. This industry will be destroyed. It is being destroyed. And at some point, it'll be too far to come back.
you won't be able you won't be allowed to train your dog. I mean, that's where we're going. You know, there's a lot of people I talk to who are successful with their dogs, but they don't want to talk about it online because they're afraid of hate. There was a great, a great quote. Let me see if I can find this, if it's still up there. Let me see if it's still up there. Joel put something up yesterday on our stories that was really, really good. Let's go on. But it pretty much said your grandparents didn't go through World War One, World War Two. Vietnam, Korean War, the Depression, just so you can be worried about what some anonymous person online says about you. Something to that tune. Do you think our grandparents, great-grandparents, parents went through all these struggles just so you can be concerned about what someone says about you online, some anonymous person. Why does everybody care what others are thinking of them instead of just doing the right thing? Avi says, good morning, good morning. Brittany, good morning. Jojo, hi, everyone. JW, good day, everyone. Snugglebuns, good morning. We got the morning crew here. Constance, good morning, good morning. Constance, how are you? Jojo, oh, my God, sounds one heck of a dog mix for first-time owners, especially, yikes, yeah. Obviously, it sounds like one heck of a dog for any owner. It is. That's one heck of a dog. It's a powerful dog. Amen to that. Love is earned from Avi. Infatuation is instant, but doesn't last. Just same with human relationships. Yep. Mohammed is like worldwide, sadly. Yep, it's true. Darrow owners get very confused in the difference between obedience, training, and behavior modification. I usually send them to the green to graduate course. Yes, thank you. I think most owners get confused just about a lot of stuff because they're getting mixed messages. I mean, they're getting mixed messages online. They're getting mixed messages from trainers, from vets, everywhere. And Murph says, good morning. So the recipe is stop the unwanted behaviors, which we teach and many people teach. And that's through correcting the unwanted behavior. It's funny. I use I use I just started using AI technology. So I went on a chat GPT and I asked a basic question, you know, 
how do you stop aggression in dogs? So I had a conversation, I'm having a conversation with the computer. And it kept going around. And people have to remember that the chat GPT, even though it's artificial intelligence, it's actually not artificial intelligence. It's controlled still by people putting in data. That's what it's doing. It's controlled by putting people putting in data. So if most people put in data that is skewed one way, that's going to be the response. That's going to be the response. So when most of the articles out there, most of the people inputting stuff out there, most of the people speaking are talking about don't use punitive methods, that's what the AI is going to tell you. So we kept going around in circles. They would say one thing. Like, you know, positive reinforcement is the best way to get results to stop behaviors. And I said, well, what happens if it doesn't work? They said, well, then you should train, you know, go reach out for a trainer. And I said, well, what if the trainer doesn't know? Then they'd go back into a, a circle. We kept going into a circle and a circle and a circle and a circle. Even AI is confused about all of this. So these are questions I would ask a trainer as well. These are questions I would ask a trainer as well. And they would go around in circles and circles and circles and circles without giving you an answer. And that's where we are. Everybody's going around in circles and they're not getting answers. And it's sad. That's what I got for you today. I'm going to go. Uh, Angelo's learning how to make his own breakfast. He's making eggs, omelets, toast. So today he's going to make probably an omelet. So I'm going to teach him how to do that. We have a we have a uh, uh, had a nice talk with him yesterday about how I'm raising him to be a strong, powerful man, and strong, powerful men learn how to cook in the kitchen. It's all about being a good provider, and as a good provider, you need to learn how to cook in the kitchen. You need to learn how to take care of your family and especially just take care of yourself. He knows how to do laundry already. He cleans his room, he vacuums, he mops, makes his bed, does his laundry. And now he's, now, I mean, he's always used the toaster oven and the microwave. Now he's moving on to the actual stove. So he needs a little bit more supervision for that. 
and being someone who's been cooking all his life. I started, I started cooking when I was formally cooking when I was 13 because that's when I started working in restaurants. So, we learned the basics of stovetop safety, protocols, procedures, timing of the food, cleaning up as you go. He knows how to do the dishes, dishwasher. Yeah, Cheryl, speaking of that, Cheryl, I got to mend a button today. Which button is it? This one right here. I got to mend this button right here. I've also been sewing since I was very small. I can do, uh, on a sewing machine I learned, and then I learned how to hand stitch. So I'll be fixing my button today. But I learned how to uh, use a sewing machine as well. But this button's going to pop off. This button's going to pop off and I'm going to fucking lose it. And then I'm like, damn, I got a button gone. So let me be proactive. And button's got four holes. Two of the holes are threadless. So I got to fix that today. But I learned how to sew at a very young age. All right, everybody. Yeah, teaching Angela things of value. Yep. It's true. ABC Dog Training says, thanks for creating a great kid and great... Uh, through fairness, fun, and rules. Yep. And there's consequences, too. I taught my son when he was seven how to sew. Yep, Cheryl says, LOL. Taro teaching Angela things of value. That's great. Yep. Stuggle Buns, Patreon, Zoom today. Um, yes, I'll put up the link. Yes, four o'clock. I'll put the link up right after this. Well, I'll put the link up this morning. Right after this. All right, everybody. Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Madly in love with all of you. Take care. You have a fantastic day.